Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Krasner telling us just moments ago in this uh, big moment that he thought he was being elected as a DA district attorney. Really, he realizes now he's being elected as a democracy advocate. That's what's at stake here. Talking about, you may remember this before Christmas, where even Josh Shapiro signed off a bunch of Democrats and Republicans to put a special prosecutor in for crimes on or around SEPTA. That takes up a lot of the city of Philadelphia. And they came out of the woodwork, progressive. Stan's uh, still back there working on the sound. Um, Dan, do you have anything you think apropos at this point? Are you yeah, still yeah, I got here? Krasner uh, having a little bit of a breakdown. All right, let's hear a little bit of Larry the K. First of all, Larry, look it up in your DA's manual. We're not a democracy. <laughs> Stop saying we're a democracy. We're a republic. If you want to say the Republic of Philadelphia is being threatened, oh, well, do that. But we're not a democracy. Are you ready? Yeah. Here you go. So, you know, when... I made the unexpected decision to run for DA in 2017. Uh, I thought that meant district attorney. I didn't know that DA actually stood for democracy advocate. <laughs> oh, oh, man. This guy's on the Tonight Show. Put him on the Tonight Show. <laughs> what a great start. What a great start, man. Ooh, I wonder if was, he was sitting on that line for a month. Yeah. What's actually going to happen around here was that we were going to end up in a country where there was a vigorous anti-democracy movement led by a criminal ex-president, and it was going to come up with a whole assortment of tactics to try to rob people of their votes. Good morning, Senator. Good to see you. Good morning. Uh, (laughs) So what are those tactics? Oh, I don't know. How about impeachment? Did you pick up the paper today? Did you see how there is an effort to impeach the Secretary of State? Oh, my God. No, wait, 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 stop right there. It's not the Secretary of State, you clown. It's the Homeland Security chief. Yes. Get it right. Pick up what paper are you picking up? What the Inquirer. Yeah, read the Inquirer, Larry. Go ahead. For nothing, because that is what they're doing now. Similar to an effort to impeach Joe Biden. For what? Well, t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He How did Trump get he in Trump the it, it? Hey, buddy, it's Josh Shapiro. Why don't you? They can't say Krasner's name, and Krasner can't say Josh Shapiro's name, Dan. What is it in Philadelphia it's like Voldemort. where you can't say somebody's name? Turns out for nothing, because he has a son. Uh, let's just say I have my own experience with an effort to impeach, to impeach me, to really impeach my really office. Close. For what? For our ideas and policies. And that impeachment came from people who don't even live here. They need a oh, GPS. Oh, oh, 
minute. I live in Germantown, Larry. Give me credit. I'm in Germantown, buddy. Yeah. Here, I can totally understand why an upstate representative who's gotten about 12 or 13,000 votes and loves Donald Trump might want to erase 155,000, 102 votes in Philly because those are not his boss's votes. I All right, let's stop for a second here. So I didn't even know the the insanity of this, that Trump is behind. You imagine Trump, Dan, it's like a speck of dirt on his shoe there. He's wiping up Larry Krasner. What the hell's that? You think Trump knows who Larry Krasner is? No, he doesn't. He does say bad things happen in Philadelphia. He wouldn't know Larry Krasner if Krasner were cleaning his glasses in front of him. Bringing Trump into this. It's Josh Shapiro and the Democrats that did this, Larry. And loves Donald Trump might want to erase 155,000, 102 votes in Philly because those are not his boss's votes. I totally understand that. But none of that makes it okay. What is happening here straight up is an effort to normalize the false notion that impeachment, this is a way to get people out of office in between elections. They just keep winning. That impeachment means we get you out because we don't like you. Impeachment never meant that. Impeachment meant you committed a crime. And you got to go. Should I list Donald Trump's crimes? We don't have enough time? All right. We won't list all of those crimes because I wouldn't even know where to start. There's so many of them. What um, the heck? But is this the Borch Belt or what? Is this, <laughs> Where is this, this is this vaudeville that they're bringing back here? <laughs> How in the hell is Trump involved in this whole thing? <laughs> this, you know, and these these media types <laughs> standing there thinking that somehow or another they're going to cover this. How about somebody saying, "What's Trump have to do with it?" It's Josh Shapiro, your buddy, the governor, Democrat, progressive, running for president, and. What was it, 23 or so Democrats in the House that signed off on this or more? But Trump is doing this in a calculated way, Dan, in order to do all the malevolent things he does nationally. Trump, I, I didn't see this one coming, going with Trump uh, with this with Larry Krasner. So he's going to put in uh, litigation trying to block this. This has gotten under his skin, it seems to me, even more than before. What it is, is this. It's people who also hold office and have duties. And Dan, what we're seeing is the great debate. At the moment that Krasner and his sycophants there, who love the juice of this whole thing, they love, oh man, he's letting people go. People are getting out of jail. He's not enforcing laws. We love it. Sherelle Parker named her first drug czar. Now, she didn't call him the drug czar. She called him, though, the he's a captain. He'll be bumped up to deputy commissioner, first Latino in that role. And he's got one job every day, and that is Kensington. Now, not all of Kensington, which still is not that big of a place. His job, I would say, is maybe like uh, a few square miles of hell that Democrats and Republicans, including Larry Krasner, have just allowed to be another country called Kensington. So she announced today they'll have a 100-day plan, and this guy who's the captain of the District 24th, bad district, in Kensington, will have one mission, one job, to bring Kensington back into the United States. She didn't say it that way. I'm saying it that way. So here's what I see happening in Philadelphia. On the one hand, you have Sherelle Parker, who got elected, on a platform of law and order, 
albeit not a Republican law and order, but for a Democrat, as she came on this show repeatedly and talked about this, she beat Helen Gim, the radical progressive. Yet on the other hand, you have this clack of people in Philadelphia who just can't get enough of Larry Krasner. Now, who is it that makes up Sherelle Parker's base in this? Well, I think they're middle class or lower middle class, maybe a bit older, you know, 40 up, African-American and Latinos, particularly African-Americans who've had enough. Who's Krasner's base? Well, Krasner's base are a bunch of ministers he throws grants to that stand within black clergy. Krasner's base are a bunch of these insulated white creeps in Philadelphia who egg this stuff on. They, the juices are flowing. Sorry if on camera here, they're flowing. I can feel it. <laughs> because down, I'm a big believer. You can say it in politics. People want excitement, not just policies. They get excited by how radical Krasner is. I know that's hard, but they do. There's some of them in Chestnut Hill. They're all over the place. They're white hipster doofuses and just progressives. Yeah, sure, there are some minorities, but uh, there's a lot of buying them off, too. Who's going to win? That's what's exciting about this. We have someone who is directly challenging Krasner. Now, maybe not in the way that I would. Sherelle Parker not doing that. It's a different way. It's a little bit more circumspect. But that's what you have going on here. Philadelphia Inquirer hasn't recognized that, but I have for a while. And today, crystallizes that. While he's standing there making Donald Trump part of this whole thing, Sherelle Parker is naming essentially the first drug czar. She means it about Kensington. Now, I know, you know, if you're a conservative, you're going to have differences with Sherelle Parker. We get that. But for Philadelphia, this is remarkable. And I think she certainly has the ability to take on Larry Krasner in this. But it's going to be interesting to see what he does next when that moment comes. But that's what he's doing today, bringing Donald Trump into it. It's just like John Street when people in his office got caught damn being corrupt. He blamed George W. Bush. I can see Bush. What the hell's going on? What do I care about John Street? What's in John Street? Can you see Trump? If they ran away, uh, Larry Krasner, if they don't identify him as radical Philadelphia DA, he knows that part. But if you said Larry Krasner to him. Yeah, he'd be like, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd be like, what the hell? I'm busy here, you know, running <laughs> the country. There's a gnat flying by my face that I got to swat away. Yeah, exactly right. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. So um, 855-839-1210. One more quick thing. What does the uh, situation with Christie dropping out? We know it uh, helps Nikki Haley. Well, what it does is really hurt DeSantis, I think, in the end. Here's why. I think a lot of the Christie support in New Hampshire, and that's where it's critical, is going to go to Nikki Haley. So DeSantis, even in Iowa, is going to be in a situation where the media is spoiling now for a one-on-one of Nikki Haley versus Trump. And DeSantis is odd man out. I think DeSantis could drop out after Iowa. And I didn't think that before. I don't see where he goes after this. If he doesn't at least come in a strong second in Iowa, where does he go? What does he do? Last night, Nikki Haley wasn't good in the debate again. You see what the shortcomings are. But I still think she's up there in the top two or three. 
for Trump to choose as VP. And if you know, she doesn't make frontal attacks on Trump. These people don't get it. Being critical of uh, Haley and DeSantis hitting each other, but not really hitting hard at Trump. Here's why. I mean, you know this, right? Their only hope to be the nominee is that Trump gets stopped somehow or another. I don't see how, but he gets stopped by the legal system. And then they'd have to pick up the pieces and they would want Trump voters. So they're not the anti-Trump as Christie was. They're the alternate Trump if he can't be the nominee. I know that's a slim hope, but that's all that they have. So why would they beat up on Trump? What is that going to do? How are they going to move the needle on Trump's support? They're smart. They know that. They're beating up on each other to be the second choice as the alternate. That's what it comes down to. And that's a smart choice. I have a lot to say about Christie and the dropout and my experiences with Christie. I've interviewed him, I think, seven times. But uh, there's been a blackout here, Dan, since 2012 with the hug of Barack Obama. Then there was the bridge. And then there was uh, Christie on the beach among other things. We'll get to all that. All right, 855-839-1210, you get on board. By the way, Bill Belichick said he was fortunate to coach the greatest player ever. You know, Dan, that's pretty big of Belichick who's been ousted. Ty Law was a good player, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Given that, you know, everybody says, and I'm starting to come around to it, I think Belichick's a genius defensively, but I don't know about him running an entire team. He looks kind of deficient. Why, wait, why? Bill Belichick's like the best coach of all time. Eh, he's he's the up best. there. Who, who's yeah. the be- better? Lombardi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Walsh? I mean, what I'm, yeah. Well, I don't know about Walsh. No. What I'm saying is he's a defensive genius, then Brady handled the offense. If you have him have to coach an entire team normally, you know what I mean? I'm wondering about his ability to do that. So, yeah, that's a fair assessment, actually. But yeah. I, I love his... Sorry for jumping on you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I love his philosophy in life, though, which is, all right, Borowski's the best player they have. Borowski's not going to do anything today. Well, they'll go to other players. But Borowski's not going to beat us. And I say the same thing with Pennsylvania. If I'm Trump, I'm taking a billion dollars. If I can get more, I'm getting more. And I'm saying one thing, go and win Pennsylvania. I don't care what you have to do. Stay out of jail, if possible. Go and win Pennsylvania. So somebody like Bill Belichick, who has a very hard-nosed yes. style of coaching, yeah. uh, very similar to a Nick Saban, yeah. who also retired, yeah. uh, is this a reflection of players not being coachable by these types of coaches anymore, and they're just throwing their hands up and giving up? Or Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's got to be hard for Belichick to coach um, uh, NFL players, but... At Alabama, I don't think so. Like you can't have them running laps. Like I, I feel like Belichick yeah. wants his players to run laps whenever they do something wrong, but they're not going to do that. This yeah. is the NFL. You yeah, know? I think Saban, though, had control, and I think he was a lot shiftier than just disciplinarian at this point. Yeah. I just think he didn't want to coach anymore. I'm yeah. not sure why. You don't think he has to do with like the funding? and? No, I mean, he got a team that I don't think is one of his better teams. He got them into the finals this year. It was shocking. That's they true. beat Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's still the best team in the country, I think. Until proven otherwise, I, I, you know, I just don't think they waffled Florida State sixty-three to four, whatever it was. And we just wish their players played better when they got to the pros. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> All right, let's give you the side question. Dan saw this today. It's kind of Amelia Earhart Day, because in this day in 1935, Amelia Earhart did she take off or she landed? I guess I don't know. That's uh, yeah. I'm looking it up now. Her solo flight, imagine with 1935 aircraft. I don't even know if they had a covering over your head in the plane or not. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> she went from Hawaii to San Francisco. Now we She know- made the first successful solo flight. Okay. What's that mean, though? She made the first successful. I guess I guess that means she, she landed. landed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, on this day in 1935, right. she landed. Yeah, because uh, Lindbergh... That's just going across the Atlantic. The Pacific laughs at the Atlantic, so that's a much tougher flight. So what we're looking for is somebody who invented or did something spectacular. A revolutionary. Yeah, but uh, they don't get fully enough appreciation for it in judgment. And Amelia Earhart for this. I didn't even know about this. This is a day when you think, wow, particularly the first female. I mean, you know, 1935, hard to believe. All right, I'm going to take off the board the guy that I think you just can't give enough recognition to, and I don't think people even know who he is anymore, Jonas Salk, the inventor, the doctor, Dr. Jonas Salk, who invented the polio vaccine. Apparently across the country, the day that came down, bells were ringing across the country. And we probably have people that lived through polio and have a vivid memory of it, Dan. I mean, you know, FDR. Stuff like iron lungs. You ever see anybody? I've ne- I never saw anybody in an iron lung, but I've seen pictures of it. Oh, my God. I mean, it was a great invention. Otherwise, a person would die. But an iron lung, imagine that's your life. That's polio. Jonas Salk. All right, who do you have? Uh, um, I have a person by the name of, I, I don't have it in front of me now. Where'd oh. it go? Yeah, well, never mind. Oh, yeah, here it is. William Feedham. And that's how bad it is. That I don't. I, I had to look up the okay. guy's name. Uh, the inventor, because I was sitting there this morning, and I, I have a bathtub next to this. I was like, I, I, I can't imagine having to, every morning, draw a bath and sit in there. And then I thought of the Biden administration trying to make it miserable. Ah, yes, the shower. But William Feedham, the creator of the shower. Ah, that is genius. 1767, and they were hand-pump-powered and used less water than baths. So you would pump it up with your hand, and it had, like, a contraption that would go above you from a water tank. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, guy created the shower, and... 
Gosh, how much how more much more expedient is the morning routine with that shower involved rather than a that full on a, bath? That is a pretty good one. All right, to put it mildly. Yeah, the polio vaccine. Yeah, but this guy's got the shower. Yes. <laughs> All right. 855-839-1210. You get on board. We'll play you more of the stylings of Larry Krasner. We should have known it. It's Trump. It's racism. And he's going to try to uh, litigate this vote away. How do we live in a place where the media lets people get away without naming names? One side doesn't name Krasner. Krasner doesn't name Josh Shapiro today. He says Trump was behind this. Trump influenced some guy in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, to go after Larry Krasner. Is this a great city or what? The buffoonery here is just world class. Come on, Larry. Trump has nothing to do with it. Tom Giordano Show, welcome in. So we have more of the uh, stylings of Larry Krasner. We'll get to that. But I, I found this yesterday toward the end of the show where the head of the committee who's been uh, growing behind closed doors, Dr. Fauci, said Fauci acknowledged the possibility of the Wuhan virus lab. But he also said he didn't see that America's school kids are that far behind. Wow. And he also said that the six-foot rule, remember the six-foot rule rather than three feet, just sort of happened. The science wasn't behind it. So I went back and I started looking up what was behind it. There was this uh, guy, um, not that well-known. He was a scientist at uh, Sandia in New Mexico who specialized in building advanced models to explain how complex systems work, Dr. Robert Glass. His daughter, age 14, had done a class project in which she built a model of social networks at her Albuquerque High School. And when Dr. Glass looked at it, he was intrigued. He collaborated with the daughter, piggybacked on her work. And the daughter, essentially, Dan, if you can imagine, 14-year-old, is an influencer towards the six-foot rule. That's where the six-foot rule came from. And this guy fed it into supercomputers there, was enamored with it. <laughs> now, I haven't seen you the trail yeah, of who he knew and how he got it to them, but it just shows you, this is one of the all-time great public health, how anything is possible. Here locally, one of the biggest resentments I have toward the media and everything else, we cover it, is that Dr. Damsker had blown up that theory. Our kids here in this area in Pennsylvania would have been back in public schools. But, oh, no, the smart people, the scientists out there, the commissioners out there in Bucks County got the word from Governor Wolf, ixnay on this, this guy is upsetting us closing down all these schools. Get him. They, they kept him in his job, and they put him in a basement. I've not seen him anywhere talking about anything. He had the three-foot rule that he worked out that would, by all scientific inquiry, would have worked. And more and more school districts were adopting that. They would have been back in school. Oh, no. It's a 14-year-old in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Was Walter White involved? I mean, it's stunning. This girl has this theory. She does it. The dad piggybacks off it. And that's where we got the six-foot rule from. I don't even know if Dr. Fauci knows that, at least in the testimony, apparently he does it. He said, it's like ether. It was just there. Also, the six-foot rule, if you remember, the CDC was ready to change it to the three-foot rule. 
And what happened? Randy Weingarten intervenes. Remember that? Remember the emails we found? And she wasn't having any of that. And we went back to the six-foot rule. That's the story. I mean, can you just imagine? How's anybody not going to be outraged over this, have no faith in any of this? And the bottom line is, they are going to be outraged over it. They're going to continue to be. And Fauci's not getting away with this, ultimately. All right, here's a little bit of Larry Krasner. This was a festival of progressivism today. Uh, Dan, is this the one where now he gets right, into well, so the I, racial component? I just got uh, the Q&A. Jim sent it over yeah. because uh, yeah. that wrapped. Right. So I have to, uh, Krasner, he actually attacks Langerholk, the uh, main yeah. sponsor of the, okay. of the bill. Uh, that, that was just recently, in addition to what I gave you earlier, saying that he thinks it's unconstitutional, explains that, and also making it about race, claiming voter erasure. So dealer's choice on Krasner? Now let's go with race. You always got to go with race. Yeah. All right. Here yeah. We go. You normalize that, and then you normalize something else. What's that? Selectively picking on the biggest urban center in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population in Pennsylvania where the most votes for liberal candidates, progressive candidates, the Democratic Party are. I repeat, selective. This supposed SEPTA bill is not a SEPTA bill at all, as you will soon hear. This is straight up an effort to erase the votes of 155,102 people who struggled through the inconvenience of voting so they would be heard in an election that was won with a margin of 44%. That is what we are talking about. All right, so it's always about race. It's always about Trump, too. Um, Dan, I think there was the, did he, we have the unconstitutional part here? Oh, no, Street. Uh, John Street. Let's well, I, hear I have it. unconstitutional. Yeah. I have John yeah. Street. John, Str- John, John Street. Street? Yeah. Okay. yeah. There's so much going on today. I want to point out that because uh, there's this myth somehow that gets out there. This is all happening because Philadelphia is so dangerous. We have so much crime. The overdose rate, the level of drug uh, activity in the Maker's District per capita in many of his municipalities is significantly higher than Philadelphia. But he's not doing anything about that. He's to worry about the folks in his own district. Let's tell the truth, right? But sometimes people do things to distract from what's going on in their own district. So you got a guy represents Johnstown, represents an area where people are destitute, has no solutions for the problems in his own district, then wants to scapegoat people and focus on an area that is over 300 miles away from where he represents. So I need to put that out there. Second, additionally, I want to uh, point out something else. Philadelphia is the most diverse county, has the most black and brown folks. And, and doing this, when the, all of the uh, analysis that was provided by the previous speaker understood the courts should p- apply what's called strict scrutiny. That means that you have to have a really, really, really good reason. Hey, stop it right there, buddy. I'll give it a really good reason. We're being killed in the streets of Philadelphia. How's that, Sharif Street? Is that a good enough strict constitution? Tell that to the bullet-ridden bodies of people crying around the clock. I think I have a point here. That's strict scrutiny. Your witness. To pass a bill that disproportionately impacts in a negative way people based on race or religion. Philadelphia has more, has both more religious diversity and more racial diversity than any other county in the Commonwealth. And so this definitely does not meet strict scrutiny. It is unconstitutional. Yes. Additionally... It has to be, it has to pass rational basis, meaning it can be clearly implemented in a way. Well, I have been 
uh, uh, explaining what my legal interpretation. I am a lawyer, and I've consulted with at least oh, uh, four or five lawyers who represent the Senate Democratic Caucus. I will tell you that there are different interpretations by all four of all four sets of caucus lawyers that represent all four caucuses of the legislature that passed it. We, the legislature, cannot even agree on what the interpretation is, and the proof is the maker has gone on television on multiple occasions and said that he has a different interpretation than mine. So the caucuses that passed it don't even agree on the interpretation. And let and and let's be clear, our statements are relevant. All right. All right. Thank you, uh, Senator. We hope to have these two guys on debating. But, Dan, uh, the thing that's uh, left out of here of all this tirade of what the Supreme Court and and, uh, Trump. Josh Shapiro signed it. So what they usually get to because they can't say anything about that. They go, well, he just did it because he wants something else. Well, that's not so good. He's doing something this serious. He's destroying democracy. That's what you're accusing Governor Josh Shapiro, the golden guy. We hear, Dan, though, that this is all refuted. Uh, Street is wrong. He's got four or five lawyers, but Josh Shapiro's son said this was a good bill. So, so that's, I, that's enough. Because I, I fast-forwarded only three yeah. or four minutes, and Street sort of calls it a stupid bill and goes into why it's, quote, stupid. I think it might set you off a little bit more. Oh, that's it. It is a stupid bill. That was written in a way with it was written in a way to, that is discriminatory. It has a discriminatory effect on the most diverse county, both ethnically, racially, and religiously. It moreover, it is written with specificity to do that because it seeks to address a problem around SEPTA. But a person who gets on SEPTA doesn't have to check a border wall going between Philadelphia, Montgomery, Delaware, or Bucks or Chester counties. But that so that that person who is so dangerous that they require a special prosecutor on the Philadelphia side doesn't get off the train, doesn't get off. The people are there, rides over on the Montgomery County side. And now there's a different well, methodology the for, for the prosecution laid out in the bill. Okay. The only difference between those counties is the density of the population and the diversity of the population. And the diversity of the population is extremely constitutionally relevant. This bill is unconstitutional on multiple grounds. All seven of the of the bases in the, in the litigation in the uh, litigation uh, moved forward with by the district attorney's office are accurate. All right, all right there we go. <laughs> the border wall. I thought Trump is going to make another appearance here. All right, we'd love to get your reaction. You got to love it. Josh Shapiro is the architect of this. Step up and challenge the big guy, Senator Street, Larry. Why don't you say Josh Shapiro's name? We can't name anything in Philadelphia. It's amazing. He's a right-wing uh, Democrat today. Yeah, that's uh, coming up. John Hopkins, uh, their head of DEI, tells us who has privilege. Hunter Biden's name's not on here, but you may qualify for at least four or five of these six things. If you do, then you're like a four-star general of privilege. I'll tell you what they are. Don't forget the side question, too. Somebody who just revolutionized things. And Dr. Jill Biden jumps into the ring, tells us what we're doing to Hunter Biden is cruel. Does his family have no shame? And the answer is no, she does not. She is a despicable figure on top of everything. She is. And she's not leaving the White House. That's the part I like, though. They don't know what to do. It's not just Joe. She's not leaving the White House. None of the Bidens are leaving that. You're not going to knock him out of there with Kamala Harris. I don't even think Michelle Obama can get him out of there.
Come to your Tanner show. Welcome in. Uh, we got a couple of really, really uh, Jill, Dr. Jill Biden jumping into the ring and lecturing us about Hunter Biden, about Joe Biden. The man has lived it all. He knows history. She's not going anywhere. None of the Bidens are. You're not getting them out of there. Even Michelle Obama, I'll take that bet. I still stick by what I said. All these twists and turns. It's going to be Trump, Biden in the end. Get used to it. That's what it's going to come down to. Now, as far as Governor Christie uh, jumping out, taking shots at everybody as he goes, um, he's an example of someone who should have run when he had the opportunity, missed that, and now it's been a spiral downhill. And the only pedigree he had, the only distinction this time was he was going to go after Trump. He realized he wasn't going to get any traction in this race or stand out other than doing that. But uh, you have the bridge thing, which is unforgivable. You have the beach thing, which is unforgivable. You have the hug, and that's when I got into it with them. But I would say, again, I've not seen anybody on their feet who is as skilled in charging at you. So it's sad that uh, Christie has devolved in what we saw play out uh, yesterday. The political implication to me is this really hurts Ron DeSantis. These are Haley voters. You're going to see the media living to build this one-on-one Haley and Trump. It'll enhance her status. And Dan already on Twitter coming at me. I, I just don't think you're living in a world of reality here. I wouldn't be picking Nikki Haley. I mean, all things being equal at this point, I don't know who's more helpful to get over the finish line than Nikki Haley, but I could be convinced. Is it Christy Noem? Is she more helpful in the end? I don't see it. You say Christy Noem, Dan, to these uh, women, Republican women, that we need to get over the finish line in Pennsylvania and the suburbs here. Do they really know who you're talking about? I, I don't see it. Who else is Trump thinking? Trump said yesterday at the town hall he already knows who it's going to be. This is something he does a lot. It's fun because now how does he know who it's going to be at this point? That's ridiculous. It'll come down to the wire here. I mean, uh, no, who would be picked? No, just doesn't work. Like, like I think I think right. the reason why Haley is at all p- appealing right. to female moderates is because of her stance solely on one issue being abortion. And I'm pretty sure Noam doesn't have that same stance. Then there's a romantic entanglement that I think will come out. Uh, I said to people the last time this came up. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of looking around. Is there anyone with that similar stance that Trump's hoping to employ to yeah. win? He spoke about that discreetly yesterday. Um, you know, yeah, I don't see Sarah Huckabee being able to do it either. I like her. I, I don't see Trump uh, going that way. Yeah. Now, I think in the end, it's Haley and maybe one or two others that we you know, haven't surfaced fully yet. And I think that Trump supporters, if they pick Haley, what are they going to do? They're still going to support Trump. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, why do we get into this that you don't get that the vice president can be completely marginalized? It's just somebody, hopefully, that gets you over the finish line. I, I, I think a lot of Trump supporters will ditch Trump if he goes with Haley and just uh, not vote. It's not not okay. even support Biden. It's just right. not decide to not vote okay. because it's. I, I want to hear one of them come. I'll put eyes. them to the Dom test. Get the lie detector. Give me a call right now. If uh, President Trump picked Nikki. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bailey, to win, you then would not vote. 855-839-1210. That line is open. That line, the non-voting line is open. <laughs> Call line, us, yes. and I'll just ask you a couple questions, because I'm not believing that. If you're a big Trump supporter, you would see, all right, you know, I don't Not, like not even this. a big Trump supporter, though. I'm talking moderates who are leaning towards Trump are just right. not going to be driven out to the polls if it's Nikki Haley, uh, mm-hmm. because it's it's a lot of what's making them lean towards Trump in the first place is the idea that he's anti-establishment. All right, here's a conversation, these suburban people, which I don't like, you know, that we need to coax them with this, Dan. I said this before. Here's a conversation they'd have in the head. If he picked Nikki Haley... They would say, I'm comforted by the fact that at least Nikki Haley is there in the mix with him. That'll calm things down. That's what they're going to say to themselves to give themselves permission to vote for Trump rather than voting for Trump because it's in their interest and the interest of the country versus Biden. You can't see that someone saying, well, I didn't want to do it, but, you know, at least Nikki Haley's there. No, like, I don't I, think so. I, I'm 100%. I think Nikki Haley has the label that's been brandished to her that she's part yeah. of the establishment. She's a neocon. But they want that, the, the women in the suburbs. and, and the No, I, I don't think they want that aspect of her. They want the abortion aspect of her. Oh, they're well, they're voting too. that with that right. as their primary issue. And that's why Nikki Haley's right. at all appealing. But the whole idea that she's a neocon that wants war, war, right. war is not something that they're thriving uh, or striving for they may be neocons too no i, mean, I, I don't think the soccer mom driving her yeah. you know mercedes is thinking well, you I don't know think we, they... we need to be going to war all the time yeah and... but i don't think they're as hardcore as where i am and others against ukraine and all that they could be convinced about ukraine they're, that's not an issue for them to die you're right though but trump doesn't need too much help on abortion he's fogged things up brilliantly on abortion she does better though i agree woman in that situation all I think they could do very well. Somebody uh, mentioned something to me, Dan. The one harbinger I see on the horizon, you know, the abortion drug that can be sent through the mail, right? Has a long name. The Supreme Court may rule against that in June. If they do, oh, man, here we go again. If they don't, if they say that's legit, you can send it through the mail then I don't think abortion is going to be the thing that decides this, that drives out nearly as much. So, again, if the Supreme Court says no to that, we are in big trouble. All right. So would you just say, that's it. I'm not voting. I was betrayed if President Trump picked Nikki Haley. 855-839-1210. There are not too many people on the horizon right now that are prominent. And Trump is going to listen to a thousand people between now and then before he makes a decision. He does that with every office, goes back and forth. You know, it's his style. Christy Noem, I, I don't know enough about it. I, I, the vetting there might turn up some stuff kind of shaky. Can I put it to this way or yeah. ask you this way? Yeah. I think 
RFK becomes much more of a problem for Trump if he chooses Nikki Haley. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, because a lot yeah, of people yeah. that are against the neocon ideology that she would right. bring to his campaign are instantly going to say, you know what, RFK right. is my guy now. So they're looking to find a reason to justify themselves <laughs> in the other way because of Nikki Haley. My theory is some of these people in the suburbs, Dan, will justify themselves because Nikki Haley's there on abortion and everything else. You know, people are looking for a reason to go to RFK and think it's not a waste of vote. I big Paul out in Pennsylvania, by the way, Quinnipiac, and they have RFK Jr. at 11%. But they also have Biden slightly ahead of Trump. Again, win Pennsylvania, you win the world. Yeah, but uh-oh. Sorry, I thought you were done. He can finish there first. No, no, go ahead. Breaking news story. No, because I think this is newsworthy. Today at 1.30, tune in, because we let off the show with uh, Senator Street straight up attacking Senator Langerholtz. Uh, 1.30, Senator Langerholtz will be on to respond directly to Senator Street. Uh, I actually talked to his people and got permission to play back what Street said verbatim and just have a direct response Ah, from Senator Langerholtz. So 1.30, tune in. Don't miss that. It's going to be great. Yeah, because uh, Street suddenly has taken on the mantle of Larry Krasner here. We're not exactly sure why he challenged him before. There's something up with that. And we hope to have the two of them, maybe not in studio, but debate on this whole thing. Nice uh, get, Dan. That's what we try to do. All right, uh... You might be upset. I get it. The, remember this. So I put great uh, faith in this. The single biggest thing when all this is written about President Trump and his time, the single biggest thing he did, what is that? Single biggest thing he did, he took the Republican Party away from these unending wars, involvement, the Bushes, the whole thing that we've seen. That is a remarkable thing. Come on now. When Trump first ran, it was the border wall. We're going to do the wall. Who would have thought that that issue, as it played out, that to me is his legacy? And it's subtle, but it's huge. Look at how big it plays out right now. Uh, they were talking to Nikki Haley yesterday in that debate with DeSantis. Said, you have the minority opinion in the Republican Party when it comes to Ukraine and what Dan just mentioned, uh, unending wars. I mean, in previous years, Nikki Haley would have been fine on that. It took Trump to elevate that to a level where uh, that's out of bounds now for a large part of the base of the Republican Party. All right, so what I'm asking is, would you then not vote? You'd be upset. If it's Nikki Haley, we're going to have people go, what I'm looking at more, it's the same thing I'm looking at on the pro-life thing. What does it take to win here? Now, I think there could be somebody better out there that would give you a better chance to win than Nikki Haley, but I don't know that that person's been identified yet. And Trump, I think, makes a decision. Who is it that's going to get him over the finish line? 855-839-1210. You get on board. Would you, honestly, come on, look in the mirror, say, well, I'm not going to vote then. That is such a breach of faith. I will refuse to vote. All right, uh, hit us with that, and we'll talk with uh, Senator Langerholtz about John Street challenging. Dan, how about a duel, I'll ask him, in the middle of Broad Street here. (laughs) Let's bring back dueling, or at least a wrestling match in studio.
If we had them in studio, Dan, I think it'd be hard to control. I might have to come over the top rope here. You know, the first five minutes I could see, <laughs> that's it. You're out of order. No, you're out of order. It's my show. Down to your Dano show, so we'll have a special guest on after we played you um, Sharif Street and this Larry Krasner stuff. And The highlight of it to me is that Josh Shapiro is the architect signed off on this to try to at least bring some sanity to Philadelphia. All right, let's go to uh, John in Roxborough and talk Radio 1210. So, John, if Nikki Haley were the VP choice, what would you do? I would vote. I would vote, but I would not be happy. I I really don't want Nikki Haley. Uh, I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders would make a better VP. I think that whoever he picks is going to be the one that will be the next president. And I, I... it's not that I don't like Nikki Haley. I just mm-hmm. don't like what she stands for. All right, I hear you. I, I don't uh, subscribe to that, though. You know, it's not as routine as you think that if you're the choice, you're going to be the next president, particularly if it were Haley so far outside the Trump coalition. Um, you know, they're looking at this and they're determining which one would be a better fit. I would say this, that Haley definitely will have been vetted. And the last thing you want is somebody with a surprise that costs you. So she's got that going on. She's highly vetted. We know all the skeletons, how bad it is in some ways. But I don't think she would be rejected that the media could go to town with anything. Dom, let me just just clarify. Anybody that does not vote in today's political climate are just idiotic. It's, 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 it's crazy. Uh, how about those that might vote for RFK, what uh, Dan said? They're on the fence about that, and uh, they might go for RFK because, you know what, he's not for end, unending wars, and Nikki Haley is. For me, and long before 2016, I was a devoted Democrat voter. I'll never vote Democrat again. I just couldn't see myself voting for, for, for RFK. All right. I hear you. Thank you, John. Great uh, stuff. Um, Rose in Newcastle, Delaware. All right. So How are you today? Good, Rose. Now, you told us that uh, your vote would be based on Trump's VP choice. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you the reasons why. One, you have to vote according to the track record of basically the candidate, not what they're telling you now. You have to vote by track record. And Nikki Haley bespeaks a total neocon. She is definitely, a, as far as I'm concerned, bought and sold by the establishment. I would agree with I a mean, lot of that without I, a doubt. So let me counter, though. What, what do you think were well, any pressure? Well, is it really? Who's backing her? Big money. No, no. I, ju- I just said I, I agree with you. But look at this. An ordinary president can freeze out the VP. Look at what the Kennedys did to Johnson. You don't think Trump could freeze out Nikki Haley? Let's put it this way. Trump has a lot of enemies, okay? Anything is possible in this world. If you want to take somebody out, I am sure, just like McConnell said, not McConnell, just like Schumer said, the CIA has six days on Sunday if you want, they want to take you out. That's what he said. So, you, well, so you'd be afraid so, by putting Haley in there, you increase the enhancement of trying to you know, take Trump out. I, I basically believe that. I don't want another situation like we have right now in Washington. 
I mean, we have no VP choice. I mean, a woman is an idiot. Um, and, and we would be in the same corner. But that's still besides the point. If Trump is a true patriot, you pick a patriot for your VP. Because what you do is mm-hmm. you back yourself up with somebody with the same values. Now, you want the ideal ticket? Yes. The ideal ticket is if you want to unify this country, it is a no-brainer to know that there are Democrats out there that are going to vote Democratic. There's also Republicans out there going to vote Republican. They're not going to look at basically what right. the track record was of somebody. They're just going to vote party, okay? Well, I'm sorry, but RFK was a Democrat. But he also knows where all the bodies are buried in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Rose. Uh, Dan, it's amazing to me, every cycle we go through, people get fired up the most about the VP choice rather than any of the policies <laughs> or anything else. I'm not putting RFK Jr. in there as my VP. Now, there's a guy you're not going to be able to box in. You know what I mean? Around the clock, how are you going to box that guy in? I think Nikki Haley might be able well, to box it. comes in. with his own agenda. You can't. Yeah, well, I'm right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not. You know, Nikki Haley's taking the long game and thinking of 28, you know? So box her in. First thing I look at is, is Borowski vetted or not? How deeply did they vet? You don't want something where something comes up that nobody saw. And Nikki Haley has the advantage on that. All right. So Trump. I vetted pretty well if they want me as a Yeah, VP. Trump would be rolling it. the dice, though. I can tell with Nikki Haley, it's almost. Almost unbelievable, the fury that would be there. But I still think they show up and vote for Trump in the end. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.